and there's the measurings on the side. So I'm excited to see how many CCs I can pop off in that thing. Mm. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'll send you a picture of the results. They say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. We are back with another episode of Doubly Negative. I'm Chris Tito Bulls on Instagram. This is Kyle, Doubly Kyle on Instagram. Follow those. Might start doing that at the top of the show, but like a lot of things we say we're going to do, it probably won't last. Kyle, how are you? Mm, having a tough time, Chris. Yeah. I um I haven't really checked in with you this week. Um so I was curious as to how you were feeling with the uh, the whole thing. Should we kind of reintroduce why you're feeling terrible? Because uh, for people that missed that last episode, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So I broke up with the girlfriend uh, a little over a week ago. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out why exactly. Because it seems like I'm falling into the same pattern where I, br- I broke up with her in May. And then I regretted it immensely. And I got back together with her a week later. And now here I am uh, feeling the same damn thing or or some variant of it, just trying to figure out my own feelings. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal, dude. You're still overwhelmed with the feeling of regret or just sadness? Some combination of the two. Yeah, I feel like there's always, in any breakup, I know you're a little different because... It's you don't want to break up. You did this because you know it doesn't fit your lifestyle. Really, you, you don't see marriage in your future, and long term term goals weren't really matching up. Am I? Is that correct? That's you know that that's the fucked up thing. It's like that's I think that's basically it. But then I feel this other way, and it's like. Why? Why am I like that? Why can't I work on it? Why can't I fix it? And uh, yeah, it's like my all the priorities switch. It's like it's like the worst grass is always greener mentality ever where when I was with her, I just had this unbearable feeling of like shame and guilt. And I got to break up with her because I don't feel happy. And like you said, our our long term goals don't match up. And then, and then I do it. I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? And uh, yeah, that's, uh, but, but yeah, you basically summarized it. I do want to step in and kind of add the little caveat. You weren't necessarily unhappy with the relationship. You were unhappy because you had this constant thought of the long-term goal failing further down the line. Correct. I don't know. Um, It's weird how we have – I always think about this study they did where – I'm not going to be able to explain it that well, but they were able to basically manipulate people's behaviors by touching areas of their brains. Yep. So they they essentially made people do things, and and they were 100% certain that these people didn't have free will in those moments basically. And then after they did the actions, they would ask them, the people, they would say, why did you do that? Like, uh, they, so they would make them, I don't even know how they did this. It sounds crazy now, but yeah. so they make them go get the remote over across the room and then they get the remote and they say, why did you do that? 
And rather than say, I don't know why I did that, the person would always make something up. And it's, it's not necessarily a lie. It's just your brain. That's genuinely what they think. Makes something up. Yeah, yeah. because we're, we're very uncomfortable with ambiguity and uh and and we think we always have reasons so yeah i found myself in this in the relationship i found myself in this uncomfortable feeling that i couldn't get out of that just it was just telling me this is wrong you have to end this and trying to describe why exactly like the, the best the best answer i could give that i don't know if it's true is what you just said. The uh, oh, our long-term goals match up. It's not doesn't fit my lifestyle. It's just the but impending doom in the background. Yeah, yeah, but it's maybe it's just all that fucking trauma and my mental issues. And I mean, I know I know it's all that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's one of the things that I'm trying to figure out right now. Is like, what's the best story I can tell myself to move forward? And and that's know. it's always tough because. Like you said, you're you're highlighting all the bad stuff. Like while you're in that relationship, like the annoying things are more accentuated. Is that yeah? Am I back to making up words? Um, no, you got it. But while you're in it, you're like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, fuck, that. I don't want to be here. And then you end it, and you're on the other side. And for some reason, your brain switches and is like, remember all the good stuff? Remember everything exactly. else that was with it? So it's such an annoying little. Your brain doesn't want you to move on. And it always feels you like, was I even right for being aggravated in that situation? Like you start second guessing your choices throughout the relationship, whether, I mean, you should have blown up over that certain thing or whether she had a right to be angry about this certain thing. Everything changes the second the relationship ends. And it's the fucking worst. Yeah, and just all these feelings of I should have done better. Why didn't I do what I say I was going to do? Why didn't I work on myself and try to figure it out? And I don't know. It sounds like right now you're not seeing the relationship as a failure. You're seeing yourself as a failure. Yeah. Because there are plenty of times you get out of relationships and it's clear, okay, that relationship was a failure. That was not a good place to be. I'm good for being out of it, but the way you're talking, it makes it kind of sound like you think you were the personal failure, and that's probably why it's eating at you way more. Yeah, man, like contrasting it with my previous breakup, that was, I mean, that hurt a lot, but it was so much easier. Yeah, because she cheated on me. It was a bad situation. Yeah, she cheated on me, so the decision's clear. Yeah, I I don't have anything to regret there. Yeah. Um, even if it felt bad, I did the right thing. Case closed. This one, there's all these feelings like, man, am I making a decision I'm going to regret for the rest of my life? That I, you know, was she the one that got away and all this goddamn bullshit? And I don't know. It sucks. And um, it's funny. I saw this uh, headline on the front page of Reddit. Uh, it must have been must have been a week ago. And it said, um, study shows that um, breakups, people going through breakups feel the same thing as those who are dealing with drug withdrawals. And uh, after I saw that, 
two people mentioned the same thing to me, just kind of like organically. I think my mom said it and Pete said it. They both just made that analogy, and I don't think they saw the headline. They just kind of said it, and I was like, "Yeah, I just, I just saw that headline." Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that that's. Sense. I think that's what it is. It's, it's like you get all this comfort from someone, and all of a sudden, they're out of your life, and it's just withdrawals. That makes and, so much uh, sense because we've talked about fucked. this before. When you're in a relationship and you have all those chemicals and stuff rushing and you feel that the honeymoon phase what they call it and then we've always kind of suggested those like honeymoon feelings go away but maybe just like with drugs you're still getting the same amount you're just used to it now right you build up the tolerance to those feelings that could be it yeah, yeah. so it's not that they're not there they're still there they're just not as noticeable because you've been getting that rush of serotonin for so long that's just your level now so when you take them away it's like holy shit same thing with like anabolic steroids. You put synthetic testosterone in, it suppresses the the uh the natural and fills it with synthetic. And then when you take it away, it's like you gotta reteach yourself to produce that natural again. You gotta do certain things to bring your natural levels back up. Could be something like that. And um that's why they say it's best to go no contact and and not check their social media and um in my previous breakup that drug almost right yeah in my previous breakup i was not able to fully move on until i stopped checking her instagram i was checking her instagram every day and when i finally stopped that's when i i could kind of move on and uh the thing is like she that that one she was very active on instagram so there was a lot there and uh it would make me feel something whether it was anger or whatever but Sometimes yeah. you want to feel that anger, though, when you're in that situation. Yeah. Even it's like, oh, God, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, oh, you're out at a bar. I wonder who you're fucking flirting with. You know, it's right. just like, we broke up yesterday. Right. So. And this one's even, it's, I mean, it's way less fucked up, but it's more fucked up in a way because she's not that type of person. It's something I always respected about her, but. She hasn't posted anything. There's nothing different, but I still click on her profile a hundred times a day. Because you and, uh, miss her face. Yeah. That's it. And just looking for some sort of change. Like, did she unfollow me? Yeah. No. Nope. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. So. And and also, by, by the way, I should mention, um, I'm, I mean, it's part of my personality is thinking so much about everything and I'm so conflicted about everything right now too. I'm even conflicted about talking about this right now because understand part of me, so. part of me is thinking, I mean, it's about like, I don't even know if she listens to this and I, part of me wants her to, and part of me doesn't want her to part of me thinks she shouldn't. And part of me wishes she would, you know, it's like selfish and I don't yeah. even know which way is self. I'm just I, conflicted it, about everything. It's selfish in the fact that it's like, oh, I want her to kind of listen to this almost yeah. because you're you would love to get a text from her saying I listened to the last podcast. Just like when you see that text come through, like even if you're going through a breakup and you don't have any like thought in your mind, like, oh, we're going to rekindle this. We're going to fix it. You still get that. Ooh, like, oh, when you see the name pop up on the phone, like, what could this be? Yeah, it sucks so bad. Um, It sucks. Yeah, but the nice guy and you also said you don't want her to listen to it because that's not healthy for her. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe if she gets a full understanding of your thought process, I don't see it as a bad thing. 
I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing I keep coming back to, too. And it's actually one weird positive of me feeling this way is that I have more compassion for myself getting back together with her the first time because the only thing stopping me this time is kind of knowing that it would be so messed up because I'm clearly caught in some sort of pattern where I think the same thing would have to happen again. Why wouldn't it? Uh, And I mean, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, no one's discounting what you're going through, but if you were to just keep going back, breaking up, it's like, that's not good for anyone involved, especially her, because she's kind of just getting caught with the the crossfire of you trying to figure your own stuff out. Yeah. And I, I really, the, the worst part about this whole thing, pre-breakup, during the breakup and post-breakup is hurting her. And I just, I hate that I've done that and I don't want to do it anymore. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the selfish part of me is huge. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even saying that uh the the less selfish part is bigger i'm just saying i got both parts of them i I got both parts in me and uh i'm trying to let the non-selfish one win because i think the non-selfish one says she should just move on and she's better off without me i i I really think that's what the non-selfish me is saying um but i don't think also selfish has a negative connotation to it i don't think being selfish sometimes is a bad thing in certain situations. Like, not to sound corny, but this is our life. We have a very limited amount of time here. You should do what's best for you and the people you love. So in this situation, the person you love is involved. So you got to make sure you're not being overly selfish in the situation. There's like a, there's like a line of selfishness here. Um, and I think in your current spot, you need to look inward and kind of figure your own shit out before you decide, Hey, I can be a little selfish again. I think that's what it is, man. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very aware of the dynamics of unhealthy relationships because of my last one. And then my deep dive into, I mean, I read books about it. I've read the communities and there's all these phrases they use like hoovering hoovering is the word used to describe uh narcissistic or or whatever partners that discard you they leave you and then they want you back and they and they hoover you and then they leave you again and it's like is that me i mean that's what i did and uh you did it one time though <sighs> it's not like this is a recurring thing and but I have that urge to do it again. No, I know. I know. That's why now you're thinking on an even deeper level, like don't do this again. You know, like I think the fact that you are aware of like hoovering and, you know, the narcissism, uh, narcissistic traits that come with it. It's like you're fighting against that now, knowing that you have that in your head. Like I can't do it again. Then I'll be this asshole. Yeah. Because I'm sure if that wasn't in your head, you probably would have already gone back to her. I don't know. And it's just one of those things that's a natural feeling. Like when your brain does that switch and you start thinking about all the good things rather than the bad, it's so hard to not. So I think it's a normal thing you're going through. It's not 
I feel like putting labels on stuff like that is dangerous because you need to know more about the situation rather than labeling someone a narcissist. Yeah, I agree. And that's, um, I think I definitely consume too much of that content. Yeah. Cause you get in your head. I do. Yeah. And you Part think- of me really wishes I could be someone that just says, you know, I think there's a lot of people that just say it wasn't meant to be. And then they move forward, but that's just not something I can do. Like part of me just wants to solve it like a math problem. And uh, I think that's useful in a way because I end up learning stuff, but uh, I, I put myself through a lot of pain in the process. Yeah. And just, you're reading that stuff to kind of get some like reassurance and find some like helpful tips. But in the end, it's kind of almost heavily influencing your decisions. And the whole, maybe in some cases meant to be not meant to be. I feel like the reason you don't think that way is because you don't think there's anything that's meant to be. There's just, it is what it is. That's yeah. Like the romance out of it, but Oh, we met. I mean, fell in love and we broke up because stuff happened and we realized it didn't work. Well, so, yeah, that's what I've um, those types of platitudes and like one dimensional thinking is something I've kind of railed against. Uh, yeah, I think somewhat on this podcast, but definitely on singly negative is when when people do that after breakups, especially or in any situation, you say this person's bad. I'm good. You're just that's just really lazy thinking you're refusing to see nuance and uh yeah i don't want to do that i I think there's got to be some sort of healthy medium but uh but yeah just saying oh this person's fucked up they got issues i didn't do anything wrong i don't i don't think that's ever the case there's always some nuance yeah yeah i mean when you think about people, we're all very, very different. We've all had very different life experiences and we all deal with things differently. And some things we see as right, others see as wrong. So when you put two people together to try to make something work, it's not easy. And to make it work for a long time is not easy. But that's something you do if you love the person and it's something you don't want to lose. But it's very hard to lose. Can we dig into, um, you know, related to this, but you being very anti-marriage, can we dig into that a little bit? Yeah. All right. Um, so what makes you think that you can't eventually change and have that be a part of your long-term goals? Things change. We're we're ever evolving. You've never given yourself an opportunity to go somewhere. Does part of you think you're robbing yourself of certain aspects of life that you may really, really enjoy? Now more than ever. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. Um, But I think um, to give you kind of the answer you're looking for, there's so many factors and uh 
the biggest one's got to just be my childhood. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know how much I've talked about it on here, but, um, I would say for the majority of my childhood, my parents just weren't happy with each other. Yeah. And it's the first uh, understanding you have of what marriage is. Yeah. Yeah. And when they eventually got divorced, it wasn't a bad thing. Far from it. Yeah. Uh, It it was the best thing and it should have happened a lot sooner. Um, So, yeah, I, I think that was pretty heavily imprinted on me. And then I think, I mean, I want to be fair to myself, but I think there is a big cognitive bias that was trying to prove my experience correct. And I started doing all this research and I looked into polyamory and about how human beings maybe aren't meant to be monogamous And then you don't have to look very far to see that marriage isn't necessarily a good thing in a lot of cases in maybe more than half the cases. I don't know the statistics these days, but basically if, if we go with the assumption that I was biased against marriage from my childhood, it was not hard to back that up with research because I found plenty that says human beings just aren't supposed to be together. So I developed this kind of theory um, in my late teens, early 20s. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but every relationship I ever had just kind of got stale. And this is where all the people will say very predictably, oh, well, you got to get past the honeymoon phase. That's when you start to work. That's what commitment's all about. And uh, this is where I got to be, I guess, unfair to myself and say, or, or I don't know, just be objective but part of me says it's not worth it it's like okay yeah okay because what what do you get right you get that long-term relationship and you're giving up all the freedom and everything but my model of a long-term relationship is hell from childhood yeah so i guess at some point i just i just kind of i had this idea in my head that it's not for me it's never going to work and then that's probably become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's, I guess maybe that's what happens in relationships for me. It's like the honeymoon phase ends and then I just could start getting worried. And I just think, well, I don't want to do what my parents did and I don't want to hurt this person by leading them on. So I should just end it right now. Maybe I, I think I just summed it up pretty well. Damn. I just psychologized myself. It's psychologized. I like that. Yeah. No, it's one a, of your words. Yeah. That's a, that's like criticism. Um, yeah, and I I want to point out there's no like right or wrong answer. Like if you want to not get married, that's okay. Like I said before, we're here for a short time. Do what you want to do. There's no right or wrong answer. Um so do you think you know, you say, "Oh, I don't want to live like my mom and dad did." You can consciously make the effort to not, you know? Like by being the best part you can possibly be and hopefully finding someone that reciprocates that. Right. Like you don't have to follow down that same path. You know that now, obviously it's ingrained in you, but you know that now that's not all relationships. I don't know that. That's true. I don't know that because 
there's a couple of ways I can answer that. One is I think that childhood conditioning is extremely strong. Yes. And um, a lot of people say you can overcome that, you can heal from that, you can change. Um, but I think my bias is to not fully believe it. And even if a lot of people can change, I don't think everyone can change. No. And then the other thing is, who are my models of successful long-term relationships? There's not so many of those in my life. And then when they tell me they're happy, the people in them, sometimes I don't believe them. And yeah. even if I do believe them, part of me says, well, we'll see in a couple of years. Yeah. Or, you know. It's always, I mean, the people that are the most active on Instagram and happiest on Instagram are typically not that happy in real life. And they're overcompensating. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. that carries over into just conversation, obviously. Oh, yeah, we're so happy. Everything's great. But he's sleeping on the couch and they're not talking. Exactly. Because everyone and has to... this idea that they need to be in the best position they can be. Like everyone has that shield up. Like, oh, no, everything's perfect. My life is going so well. So good. Exactly. And to backtrack a little bit to what you said before, you said um, we're only here once. You got to do what makes you happy. I think you're absolutely correct. My position gets a little bit more difficult because of my fucking mental illness and the fact that uh, I struggle to be happy anyway. And I've experienced periods of happiness being totally single, being totally free. And then I've experienced moments of happiness being in relationships. And my own ideas about what's correct are so muddled and so confused. And uh, yeah, man, I think I really got to take therapy and shit more seriously. And part of me is pessimistic about it, but part of me sees that I have come to a point where I don't have a choice. Like, can't really keep doing this. Yeah, you need help. You're just in a never-ending cycle of, well, relationship-wise, of, I don't know where I was going with this. Like, almost always seeing the other side as better and not being content with where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And an idea that she expressed post-breakup. Post the first time, and this time... We haven't had any contact, but she did message my friend. And she said pretty much the same thing she said to me the first time, which is, uh, it's a little bit of a dig at me, but I don't disagree with her. She says, uh, so she said it to me the first time. She said it to my friend the second time. I hope Kyle is happy. I, I hope Kyle can be happy. I hope he can fix his mental issues so that he doesn't hurt the next girl. And yeah. that is, um, like I said, it's a little bit of a dig at me, but I don't disagree with her. And that that's like, I think if I just keep going the way I am, that's probably what's going to happen. I'll probably be single for a year. Then I'll date a bunch of girls. One of them will give me the right chemicals. I'll fall for the, I'll fall for the trap again. 
and then a year later I'll break her heart. That's probably what will happen if I don't try to I don't know, I got to go one way or the other, I guess. I got to I got to either fix myself and then decide to try real intimacy or I just got to accept that it's not for me. And uh yeah, that that's that's one of the biggest conflicts I got right now is like even if it's not this one, you know, cause I'm still not even, I'm still on the fence about this one, but even if it's not this one, what, what is the future hold for me? Cause I, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, do you think you think, do you think you take that as a dig because it's true? I take it as a dig cause it is a dig, but I mean, she's just looking at the pattern. Yeah. It just doesn't really need to be said. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I gotcha. She's just, <laughs> you got to know she's in a rough spot right now too. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame her. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, what, w- whatever. But um, to answer your question, yeah, like I've always, I've always said this about insults, and I don't remember where I hear heard it first. It's not mine, but people can only really get to you when you believe it. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, I don't think I'm stupid. So if you call me stupid, I'm just going to say, no, you're stupid. Yeah. But if I'm unsecure, insecure about my looks and you call me ugly, then that's going to hit me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this one hits me like, yeah, <laughs> that is what I believe. Yeah. So you got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really is the worst. Yeah. But, um, I think, yeah, you just gotta, the therapy thing you suggested, which I also need to get back in. I still haven't. Um, you're looking for answers and you need help finding them. That's the place you got to go to get them, potentially. Yeah. So, I mean, sorry to just go on about myself for this whole part, but um, no, I mean, this is what the podcast is about. We're having issues. We talk about it. We can do the whole show yeah. this way. My plan right now is to go home very soon. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I think it's my best option for. One for support systems and two for getting help. And uh, I got a friend that underwent, uh, I don't think I mentioned this before, but there's a psychiatric evaluation that I never even knew existed until he told me about it. Do you know what this is? What is it? So I I guess I'm not even 100% clear on this, but I guess probably the more common way of getting diagnosed is to see a therapist or I guess it would have to be a psychiatrist. And they give and they would see you for several weeks and they would say, okay, these things make me believe you have this, right? Yeah, that kind well, of that's what happened with Michelle when she was talking. So I, I started in therapy with just a psychologist. We talked, she figured out anxiety, whatever. And then Michelle is different because you know she is bipolar. So she had to go through this evaluation where they did talk over weeks and she like they dug deep and found out, okay judging off of what we're told in our evaluation of you, this is what you have. So that was um, over the course of normal therapy sessions, right? Yeah. And the psychiatrist came in. So she was working with psychiatrist and psychologist. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I I didn't know this other thing existed. Um, And what this is, is you go into this place and it's a day long thing where they do intense exhaustive interviews they and my friend said they ask you every detail of your life and you do these tests uh i don't know what kind of tests exactly but 
it takes at least four to six hours, I, I suppose. And then you get your results later. And uh, he showed me the paper and it says, you got this, 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 and this, and uh, there, <laughs> these are the whatever. And so it, it's almost like going for blood work and yeah. coming back with results. You and, get your full uh, panel. Ever since he told me about that, I just thought I I, I want to do that because I mean I got my I got my own theories about myself that I think are pretty solid, but uh, I would I would definitely like to have it on paper and uh, it sounds pretty uncomfortable to tell you the truth. Yeah, I think. Um, see, I like the idea, but I feel like starting with a therapist just because getting you to a point where you feel comfortable enough with someone to share that information, right? You might say, okay, I'll share as much as I possibly can. But when you get in there with someone, you have no fucking clue who it is. How much are you actually going to be willing to share? I mean, maybe as much as you would with a regular therapist over time, but I think I can do it. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. And a also shot. the only alternative is lying because I think they're going to be asking you point blank questions. And you either tell the truth or you lie. And uh, if my goal is to get something out of it, then hopefully I don't lie. But I don't know how intense the questions are. <laughs> Maybe there's going to be some curveballs. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ask your buddy what uh what kind of stuff they're asking because I'm very interested too. I did. And it, it would be great content for the podcast. He said uh, he said everything. I said so. They asked you how many girls you had sex with. He goes everything. That so they they asked you about your eating habits. Everything. So they ask, ask you about, about dick size? Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean, if they're interviewing you for six hours. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I kind of want to do it too. Hey, let's make a day of it. Yeah. When you get back, we'll go together. And then we'll compare results. Would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. Is it covered by yeah. insurance? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm in. So do you have a plan for like when you want to come back? Is it going to be this month, next month? You always seem to come back in the winter. What's wrong with you? Good question. Yeah. Stop coming back when the winter's coming. I don't know. It wasn't that cold last time you were here, actually. I mean, we played soccer. It's weird how my feelings about winter have uh, changed slightly. You miss I... it. There's something beautiful about it. Yeah. When the, the first snowfall memories. of the season. Yeah. Just there was one time I was driving home. It was snowing. There wasn't a lot of cars on the road. I just rolled the windows down. No music. And I was just like listening to the snow as corny as that sounds. Just listening yeah. to there's something different. The winter air. I don't know. It cuts different. So quiet. Yeah. Too When there's yeah. snow on the ground. It's so quiet and it's super peaceful. Like walking yeah, outside. It's... like. Oh yeah. Especially when it's not that cold. That's the best. And that, that oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to have that a lot. Uh I remember when I was home last, some of my best memories were my sister gave me some weed and uh got a little high and then just walked around the neighborhood and there's just snow on the ground. Sometimes it was snowing and it was just so quiet and uh it's really nice. Back to the grass is greener situation. Eh. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So to to answer your question, I don't think I'll still be in Indonesia in October. I'm going um, on my cruise late October. 
funny enough, my 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 mom and sister are going to Italy late October too. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I might. Um, I'm thinking about stopping over in Bangkok. Um, because I miss it. Uh, I miss miss a couple friends. I miss Otto, but uh, also because it actually seems like it might be cheaper, cheaper and easier to go there first. Yeah. So I might go there for a week or two weeks or I, I don't know, but I I do think I'll probably be back in the states by uh I I would I would say before November, definitely. I'm pumped. I yeah. I don't like the circumstances under which you're coming back, but you know I think it'll be good for you to be around people you know and love you're very familiar with. Been out here for a while, man. It's about time. Has it been two years since you came back? Because uh, we had our six, yeah. one point seven. Because we had our doubly negative birthday like twenty episodes ago. No, it was not twenty episodes ago. Twenty episodes ago was fifty. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna gamble. I know that. Yeah, we'll have some stories. Um, speaking of blood work, though, you mentioned blood work. I'm a blood work survivor. I got some yesterday at the fertility specialist, which me and my Ooh. wife went to. All right. Transition, transition. Nice little transition segue. Um, so I don't remember the last time I got blood work. It might have been when I was a child. So in my head, I, in my, with my anxiety, I'm thinking, what if I pass out? What, what if they can't find the vein? What if they fuck my vein up? And then I get there and I'm like, hey, apologize for the vascu- lack of vascularity. Because you can't see my veins and they couldn't find it. And I'm like, they're, they're... you apologize for your lack of vascularity. Yeah. I was because I was making a joke. I was nervous. Yeah. That's funny. And then they can't find my vein. And she's like plugging away in there. And I'm like, she's like, you good? I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to die. I wasn't that nervous while she was in there, but I, I, I don't like it. She was plugging away at it? Yeah. Like the needle was in there. She's like, I can't find it. I can't get it in. Yeah. I don't like that either, man. Yeah. So she was like digging around in my arm a little bit. So I got to do some forearm curls or something for the next time I get blood. I also, I also got uh, a little take home doggy bag. I got a splurt in a cup and I got to bring it to uh, women and infants and I got to get it there in under an hour and a half, which I feel like is unreasonable. Why? First of all, it's not just going to go down when I'm done splurting. So there's what? a little... Yeah, you don't get a little chub still? You don't have a little chub for a little while after? Uh, Not an hour. No, but I, I'm like, it's in Providence. There could be traffic. Um, Normally, I want to lay down for a little bit, take a nap. Relax. What if you pop off in the car? I don't think I could handle the circumstances with back and forth. It's, cars, yeah, that's also kind of a go. crime, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go to jail. So I don't want to do that. How about the bathroom there? I'd feel weird. Like, because they would know what I just did. I thought that was like normal procedure anyway. I thought those places usually have a room and they give you some porno mags. Yeah. I mean, I should have been, hey, can she come in with me? You think? Bring my wife. Um, yeah. So. I got to do that like an episode of 24 and get the package to the hospital. So I'm Jack Bauer. Yeah. It's the specimen. So, yep. Got a splurt in a cup. This all sounds like it's going to be very expensive. 
So fingers crossed we get pregnant before we go too far with this stuff. What is the, what, why did you say it's going to be expensive? What's going to be expensive? This fertility specialist. I didn't really give much background. We're going there because we've had two miscarriages. They usually say three, but you know, we're both anxious in our head thinking something's wrong with us. So now I have more anxiety actually back to the blood work because now they're going to be like, oh, we're going to see if you're a carrier of any diseases and we'll let you know. Like, we'll, uh, we'll tell you if you're prone to get this, this, and this. It's like, now I have to, like, I'm predetermined maybe to get these. Like, I could, these are lying dormant in my system, you're saying? Yeah, it's good to know, though, dude. I mean, I, I get that it's uncomfortable, but it's 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 all good. Oh, God, I hope it's not something terrible. What if they tell me I already have something? What if they go, no, you you got cancer, dude. Like, I don't, I, I'm so afraid to get blood work and stuff done. Worst case scenario is, like, Huntington's. Why'd you put that in my head? Yeah, sorry. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to call him after this. Did you just take a look at that or what? No, I um, I think I read a Reddit post about something similar. Oh, it was like um, somebody did like 23andMe. Oh, wait a minute. And my uh, One of my buddies had that. His dad died of it. Huntington's. Yeah, his, he, didn't, he doesn't have it. He got tested for it and found out he didn't have it. Because the life expectancy is like not... Like I'd have like twenty years left. Uh, yeah. I don't, my only, re- <laughs> I think the only thing I really understand about it is from House. Yeah. Um, Olivia Wilde had it in that show. Sorry for the spoilers. And uh, she's a babe. The yeah, life expectancy is really low, and I think your buddy's pretty lucky because I don't know exactly, but I think to the chance of having it, if you if if it's in your genetics, is really high. I mean, I don't. My grandfather on my father's side died really early, but not because of that, because he had a problem with alcohol, like really bad. But my dad's still kicking. Anybody else with alcohol problems in your family? Everyone on my my dad's side. Yeah. Everyone on my dad's side. There's like two that don't, and they have like seven kids. One that's beat it, not addicted to alcohol anymore doesn't drink my uncle doesn't drink i got two aunties that love the booze that's a real weird example of the free will thing in my opinion it's like we think we have so much control but if you if you look at your family tree because i guess things like uh huntington's would be the perfect example of something we don't think we have control over okay yeah Yeah, it's in my it's my genes but alcoholism is apparently genetic so you can just be born with this thing that's going to make you more likely to drink excessively that is very interesting to me yeah my whole family i mean i've talked about their issues with substances i'm very i'm preconditioned to be i addicted to a lot of stuff huh yeah i think i do okay i may drink a little i mean I've really cut down since I started exercising, but I think I've done a good job of avoiding all of that. Yeah, I've always wondered about that too because um, I definitely abused the shit out of alcohol when I was younger, um, but never in your typical alcoholic way. I yeah, would it was just... binge drink really bad and actually got to the point – well, it didn't get to the point. I, I went to the hospital for alcohol poisoning uh, not once but twice. Yeah, um, and 
I think it was just super irresponsible. I don't think it was necessarily well. I don't know. Whatever. College my kids. Dad, uh, huh? College kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my dad said uh, he, he was worried about me being an alcoholic because it is in my family too. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is because I kind of think I just don't have that. Um, yeah, there's a chance I missed you. Because yeah, I. I've always thought I can't do that. It's too uncomfortable. The, the idea of like drinking every day, I just, I, I, nothing about me wants to do that. It sounds awful. No. Um, so it's just kind of a, a luck thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's a, it's a bitch. I mean, I could yeah. see sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I, oh, I shouldn't. It's Tuesday. But like, I don't get wasted. That couple yeah. of Trulies isn't going to fucking kill me. You know, but it's something I do have to keep an eye on, given my family history. Yeah. So hopefully it's not Huntington, Huntington's. Is that what it is? Hutchinson? Huntington's, yeah. Huntington's. I don't like that word. <clears throat> when do you get the results? Oh, I don't know. Hopefully today so I can sleep tonight. Thanks to, to you. That's in my head. When do you got to pop off? Um, well, I can't ejaculate for 48 hours, so the clock started Thursday night. Wait, what? I can't uh, splurt for 48 hours. I have to wait until... Oh, it's got to be a fresh load. Yeah, it can't be, like, second nut of the day. Can't be watered down. Yeah, so I got to have all my swimmers in check. It's got to be real thick and creamy. Yep, yep. And there's the measurings on the side, so I'm excited to see how many cc's I can pop off in that thing. Mm, good luck yeah thank you thank you i'll send you a picture of the results hey man you're into all the uh, supplements and stuff i from what i understand zinc is pretty big for that you taking zinc already i don't think so i'm gonna grab some though yeah yeah the volume up because i was reading it the other day i also need to stop smoking weed because that lowers yeah. sperm count yep that'll make them lazy which is crazy i'm surprised they're not like hyper focused because it's all sativa you know they yeah, should, right. They have a goal. They're gonna get to it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure about that. <laughs> That's what I should have asked. Should I? Should I just stay away from indica and just do straight sativa? Will that make a difference? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they'll answer that one. Dude, seriously. It, and it's the worst because my mother-in-law said that, and I was like, "You read something online? There's studies that go against it." And then a doctor says it, and Michelle's looking at me laughing, and I'm like, "Fuck," because uh... we both knew what we were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like how often do you smoke? And it's I it's like, oh, three, four days a week. It's like, no, it's seven. Um, <laughs> but very little. I don't it's not a lot every day. So and you I, gotta abstain for how long before you pop off? Oh well, that's just while we're trying to get pregnant. Oh. It's like a job interview coming up. Gotta clean the pipes. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Gotta do what you gotta do. I'd rather be a dad than be stoned, I guess. So, and also, you'd rather be on your side than her side because what you got to abstain while you're doing it, but then she's got to abstain from everything for yeah the duration. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. So, got to do that. She's got to go through more intense stuff that sounds very uncomfortable. But I'm I got to give blood and splurt so. Do you know that Bill Burr bit about that? Like the differences between the guy and the women during pregnancy? Mm, probably, because I've watched a lot of Bill Burr stuff. But 
give me a little refresher. I'll summarize it poorly. Uh, <laughs> is like how is I guess his wife. I don't know if they're married. Whatever. Yeah. She's she's struggling. She's her mobility's bad. She's abstaining from everything. She's crying. She's a mess. And he's like, ah, not me. I'm killing it. I'm doing yeah. pull ups. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm killing it. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do remember that bit. Um, I think it would be uh irresponsible to not uh send our condolences to the royal family before we wrap things up would it i don't give a shit yeah the iron ireland fans there was a soccer game going on and as you know they don't get along oh yeah right they were chanting at the game lizzie's in a box Ooh. day of dude that's cold that is so cold. But they canceled all the Premier League games this weekend because of this. Oh, yeah? They, yeah, all like comedy, political, sporting events canceled. Damn. There was someone on the Arsenal subreddit that posted, hey, I flew here from Texas for the game. So what else can I do in <laughs> London? And it's like, you ever see a member of the royal family get buried? <laughs> you can do that if you want. <laughs> but that's about it. Um. So yeah, it's another one of those examples of something I've talked about on here. But um, anybody dying sucks. Yeah, it's obviously a big event, especially for England. But I think there's far more people that are just pretending to care. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's it's an unattractive quality. And then and then there's even worse. Um, There's there's the odd person. Who goes the other way and says, "Oh, she was a murderer. I'm glad she died." Right, and that's yeah. like, you don't care either. But at least those people are not caring in a positive, fake way. You're being an asshole in yeah. a fake way because you yeah. don't care either. But you're just taking this opportunity to rile people up. So yeah, I don't know the so the social media. Everybody posting the Queen. Uh, if you're English and she was a part of your life, good for you. If you're not, then what are you doing? Don't make it about you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to get into, like, why have a queen? It's 2022, you know? Yeah. You're just born into power, and you get to keep it for as long as the bloodline goes. Monarchy. Imagine if, uh, you know, we had the Trumps or the Clintons, and we just kept getting Clinton after Clinton or Trump after Trump. Brutal. They seem to be better, doing better than you us, though, so I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's good. True. That is very true. A lot of knife violence over there, though. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but we've got armed people going into schools here, so that's pretty bad. Um, so I think we can wrap it up there. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, you got more. Yep. Go off, King. Uh, this is uh actually a request from a listener. Ooh. Somebody wants to know why you will not hang out with them. Oh, it's it's. I already know. Steve, I love you to death. Mm-hmm. I do. And it's just, it's never actually lined up whenever we try to make plans. I want to go race those gas vehicles that he has. Oh, well, I'm sorry if it seems that I'm kind of blowing it off. It's just, it hasn't lined up. He said, he said, you guys had a pretty good conversation. And we have, you had we've some had chemistry multiple, going back had, and forth. We've had multiple great conversations. Yep. 
He told me you had some chemistry back and forth. He was excited about meeting you. And Dude, we've met. We're fr- we've we almost lived together. Hey, you're getting defensive. I know. That's an unattractive comment. He was excited about meeting you again in the present day. Yeah. New new Chris. And he said that you said, um, got some stuff going on. I'll uh I'll get back to you in a week or two or something like that. Oh, and I probably forgot. Not probably. Wasn't intentional. Um I was like when my weekend plans come up, I get nervous. Like I almost asked Michelle before she left today, do we have anything to do today? Because like I don't I don't remember these things. Um Steve, I apologize. It's it's a character flaw of mine. Um you know what it might be to what's that? Seeing someone that you haven't seen for a long time, right? And me being as uh, self-conscious as I am, I never want to see someone and be like, oh, have them think, well, he gained a lot of weight since I last saw him, or he's losing a lot of hair since I last saw him. Like, even going to my fantasy draft the other day where I was like, oh, I hope someone thinks I look skinny. I haven't seen a lot of those guys in a while. And the whole time in my head, I'm like, they're going to think in their head, wow, Chris put it on. He looks like shit. And that's always in the back of my head. I think whether I know it's there or not. You know what? He thought that too. Really? Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I applaud your uh, self-awareness there. And uh, I mean, he, he's got the same brain we do. He's got the same. Yeah. Um, self-consciousness and everything so he he understands it more than most people and uh i think he's an avid listener and he's heard you talk about this type of stuff and he kind of saw the timeline i think maybe in your head you were like okay give me a couple weeks lose some weight let me get in shape a little bit and then but but he he doesn't care man he definitely does not care and and this is the way um i I actually talked to someone else recently who gained weight and and said the same thing like oh i don't want to see my friends because i gained weight and uh, you know what? I absolutely understand that. I've done the same fucking thing. But think about it from this perspective. What if it was what, – what, what if Steve gained a bunch of weight? Would you care even a little bit? No. I'd probably feel, more, comf- I'd probably feel more comfortable. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's get some beer and eat some shitty food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, But so I, I mean, know he's in the best shape of his goddamn life right now. He's like 140 pounds. Just – running like a madman ridiculous so yeah. i'm gonna go in with this while he's chiseled chiseled up well first of all it's not a competition and second of all you're not trying to fuck him are you yes i am all right well yeah good point <laughs> yes <laughs> okay then maybe lose a few pounds and then you can see him. <laughs> yeah i don't want it because i put that in his head even when i do lose a little weight he'll be like well you still have you seen that episode of um, Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry meets this girl and super attractive and then like she shows him pictures of when she was overweight before? No, I, I haven't watched much Curb. Oh, dude. So now in his head, he's worried that she's going to gain weight again. And like every time uh, they go to a gathering, he'll see her like shoveling like stuff in her mouth. And he's like worried, like, are you going to gain a lot of weight again? Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. keeping an eye on it. <laughs> it's just so That's funny. so Seinfeld. <laughs> Don't you I, think I understand Larry David did both of them, yeah. but that, that's so Seinfeld. I should definitely watch that show. 
don't you think you're eating a little much? How about we get some salad? She's like, no, I want a burger. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> consciously trying to keep her on the right path so she doesn't blow up again. Did you get your compliment yet, by the way? No. Oh, wow. Nope. I don't think it's been very obvious, you know. Are you still on the right path? Yeah. Yeah, there was um last week, but it's kind of an unhealthy, like I get in my head a lot if I have anything that's bad for me now. Or if I can't go exercise. So last week, I couldn't go to the gym on Friday for some reason. There was some reason I couldn't. I think we were going out with the in-laws, so I couldn't. And then I haven't been going to the gym on the weekends because I'm not going to drive to Middletown to go to the gym. But usually I've been disc golfing, doing something. Had plans all weekend, couldn't go. Then Monday came. Not a work day because Labor Day. So that's four days without going to the gym. And then Tuesday came around and I had tickets to go to a concert. So couldn't go to the gym Tuesday. So I went Wednesday, Thursday, and then I disc golfed yesterday and I rolled my ankle pretty bad. So, eh. but I'll, I'll, I'll be a little active. I already went for like a, a little walk around the neighborhood with the uh, kid we were babysitting. So uh I'm on the right path. I think I'm um I'm not doing it healthy, but I think I've lost a couple pounds probably. Yeah, that's you can't eat when you're depressed, it's tough. There's been several days when all I've had is protein shakes, like two or three of them, just because I get hungry and I just the thought of ordering something doesn't work and the thought the thought of making something for myself doesn't work, so I just uh, that, that's today actually i've had two protein shakes i'll probably have another one before i go to sleep and just that's it maybe that's i need something depressing to happen to me so i can get you know stop eating so much i got shredded during the last breakup send me progress pics yeah yeah but i'm gonna talk to steve hey my, my job my, my work here is done steve i love you i promise it's not you it's me i have problems in my head Hey, you, you guys would be good friends, and, and he doesn't care. Yep, we're going to make love. We're going to race cars. We're going to swim. We're going to disc golf. Gonna I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to text him after this. Another thing I forgot, Um, I got a birthday card, and I didn't call Michelle's grandmother. So I'm going to call her after this, too. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for the reminder that I need to call my grandmother. How long has that been now? Since she, I got the card, a couple weeks. But I don't check the mail that often. It's just to let it pile up, and I'll grab it when I grab it. I said happy birthday to you, didn't I? I think you were late, but you did. Okay. Oof. Yeah, okay. it wasn't on the day. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's neither here yeah. nor there. You'll yeah. get me next year. Sure. All right, but we can wrap it up there. I gotta go call grandma. You got to eat a protein shake. Yes, I do. Very good episode. I'm excited for you to come back. If you need me, you know where you can find me. I do. Thank you. I love you, Kyle. Love you too, Chris. This is life being bound to 